This message was shared from the pulpit at Good News Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. For more information, visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org. In Luke chapter 7 and verses 36 through 50, we uh, will probably not get to verse 50 today, but we're going to be looking at the theme of the problem of self-righteousness. And if, if you're a note taker, I want to ask you to just to write down a, uh, a, a few words uh, that will help you to, to follow the direction that we're going in this passage. And in verses 36 through 40, we're going to be looking at the confrontation. Uh, there's a remark and there's a response that we'll look at. Then we're going to look at the illustration. And we're going to see that which, in this illustration, that which is contrasting and that which is common. Then we want to get to the application, and we're going to see this application is both personal and purposeful. Uh, if, I can, if I move along quickly enough, then we'll lastly look at the declaration, and there's two parts to this declaration. It doesn't matter where we are. It doesn't matter where we are if we have the tendency to become very self-righteous, even if we've known Christ for many years. Um, there's a pecking order in the prison. You can be guilty of three murders, but there are particular crimes against humanity that are, are more vile than others. And, and let's realize, we have that same view on things, do we not? You steal a candy bar, you steal a car. There's different consequences, but you're still a thief, are you not? I'm guessing there's some sailors that got some skill crafts in their pockets right now. I'm just, just throwing that out there. But we have a lot of skill crafts in our church. <laughs> but, but, but recognize, we have this tendency to make ourselves feel good by looking down at others. And in this particular passage, this is so clear to us, and we're going to see our Savior in action here. In his earthly ministry, he sought to reach the sinner, the publicans who sold out their own people. He sought to reach the prostitutes, and he sought to reach the Pharisees. But he dealt differently with the publicans and the prostitutes than he did with the self-righteous Pharisees. Uh, I would much rather deal with someone who has had no religious background whatsoever, and we got a bunch of those where we live. We had a 42-year-old man about a year ago who never darkened the door of a church for a wedding or a funeral at the age of 42, came to church with his two kids and his wife. First time ever. Ever. I mean, that's like, that's just a wow. And, and this is America. And for a man like that, you're giving him truth. It may be difficult to, to give him truth. But you're not having to strip away all the junk 
that he wants to hold to. And in Luke's chapter 7 and verse 36, and one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man... If he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. Um, in this day and age, you never know if someone's security system does not have an audio attached to it. We have a couple businesses in town that have audio on their security, so... You walk in there, people are going to know what you said. They're going to be able to hear it. We typically don't have the option to know what someone is thinking. Now, when, um, especially when someone's behind a mask, right? Let's be honest with that. But, you know, when I'm listening to preaching, I'm told I have a scowl. That's, I can't do anything about this face. I try to cover it up with stuff. But I'm not scowling. I'm serious. Uh, I, I'm listening. And, and invariably, we're going to have someone, whether it's an inmate pastor or some priest, it's like, did I say something wrong? No, it's a great message. Well, you didn't look it. That's my face. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I, I'm being, that's my, my listening voice uh, or my listening face. And, and we typically assign motivations to that which could be very wrong. And, and we're listening and we're watching, and we may get that motivation totally wrong, but realize the Lord Jesus knows exactly what we're thinking. He has that ability. In, in his omniscience, he knows exactly what's going on in our hearts today. And this Pharisee doesn't get this. And can you imagine, can you imagine being this Pharisee who had invited the Lord Jesus to dinner, who spake within himself, saying, this man, he calls the Savior of the world, this man. Wow. Wow saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches him. There's a problem here. The self-righteous guy is pointing towards the sinner who no doubt was a prostitute. and She's got problems. Do you realize the person that's probably got the worst problems here is someone who may have been raised in an independent, Bible-believing church who's never come to put their personal trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, that has all the knowledge, but has never come to put their trust in the Lord Jesus solely 
and only as they're saved. Has not come to a place of repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Without getting anyone upset with me here, that's the hardest rock in this place. Got all this knowledge. Uh, I love ministering to these inmates. Especially those who have hazarded their life for this country, who have gotten all ramped up fighting for this country, and then they come back and they've forgotten they're still not in a war. So someone cuts them off on the 405 and they follow them down the exit because they're going to take care of business. Uh, they've been deployed for months and have never had an opportunity to have a Bible-believing chaplain open the Word of God or a fellow military member that said, hey, we need to be having some services here. And I'm no pastor, but I can at least read the Word of God and parrot some things that I've heard before. And, and uh, my heart goes out to these guys. But you know, in the last few years that I was ministering to some of the same guys, and by the way, they rotate like military rotate on a regular basis. Um, but when you're talking about being undeserving of salvation, you're seeing heads nod. And, and having to deal with, you know what, your sin, where it may have greater consequences, it's still, it's still sin. And you need the same Savior. And you've got to come to Christ the same way that I came. So, note the confrontation here. And this Pharisee is not looking for a confrontation because he's speaking to himself. But the Lord Jesus knows what he's saying. I want you to note the remark. He spake within himself. It wasn't meant to get out. You ever, you ever say something and you say, I didn't mean that. And then you just flat out lie because the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You didn't mean for it to come out. I have a lot of stuff that kind of comes out rather quickly. You didn't have to agree with that. But, but you may have the same problem. <laughs> We're a bunch of dirty, filthy, rotten sinners, aren't we? And um, I do have more liberty when I'm when my wife uh, is not with me, and she would like to be here because um, she assists the Holy Spirit from the front row. <laughs> some of you, I've seen that in, in action, and um, sometimes she'll even clear her throat for me. So, um, she's not here today. <laughs> um, but Lord willing, she'll be here tomorrow, or I'll be there tomorrow. So, um, but you note their response. And Jesus answering in verse 40, said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he says, Master, say unto He doesn't know that the Lord Jesus caught everything that he was saying to himself. He didn't know. You know, one of the things that I have been taught, especially working in prison ministry, is do not ask a question that you don't know the answer to. 
Now, if you're a young person here today and your parent says, do you know who broke the window with a golf ball at 3.05 this afternoon? They've got some details there. If you did it, that's the time to say, I did it. It's not the time to say what window and what golf ball. They have the details. They're just waiting for you to be honest. And this Pharisee is not the brightest. And in his insincerity, in his fakeness, he refers to the one who he just called this man and saying, if he were a prophet, now how does he refer to the Lord Jesus publicly? Master, say on. And he gives this illustration. And this illustration has two aspects to it. We see the contrasting debt. And then we're going to see the common denominator in this debt. And he says, there's a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 pence. A pence is a denarius, a, a day's wage. 500 days wages. And the other 50. 50 days wages. Both are incredible debts, but would you rather owe someone 50 days or 500 days? I don't want to owe either. But realize, I owe Jesus Christ an incredible debt of gratitude that 50 days and 500 days doesn't even compare to. And he says in verse 42, when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Had an opportunity to see the love of these inmates who came to Christ. About four years ago, um, Pastor T was, uh, uh, he's an E-8 in the Air Force Reserves, got about uh, four years left before he hired ten years there. He had opportunity to make chief. Uh, but it was going to require another weekend, and uh, he gave up making chief. Let me tell you, um, you got to respect him. You got to respect him because it's going to mean more weekends, and the eternal was more important to him than uh, getting stronger shoulders with all those stripes that he'd be having. But, but um, he was doing a weekend and got a call from my sister and. My mom had passed away, and um, not really the day that I wanted to preach. It was in the wee hours of the morning, and uh, first service at the prison was at 8 o'clock, and I wasn't going to tell the guys because I wanted to be able to keep my composure through the day and wasn't going to tell our church family until the evening so I could keep my composure for the day. And there was a guy named Pacheco who died in a, of a heart attack in the night. And the guys want to have a memorial service for him. So that morning service became a memorial service for Pacheco. And in the course of it, uh, I lost it. And the guys found out that my mom had passed away that night. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation where everyone that is sitting in the sanctuary comes up when they hear of what has occurred to come up to have a prayer circle around you, to lay hands upon you, because that's what they're familiar with and almost be pushed to the ground as they're praying for God's comfort for me. Came to victory, received comfort as well. Um, the, next, 
the next Saturday night, a little bit earlier, it was about one in the morning, I get a call from my sister again. I don't take calls from my sister anymore. She wants to make contact with me, you text me. Your calls are not good. And my little brother had a massive heart attack, and that would occur the day after my mother's funeral, and they found him that night. Lynchburg, Virginia, same funeral home, same people, except my little brother had a lot of friends that desperately needed Christ as Savior. And Pastor Tease doing a makeup weekend. He wasn't available to preach, so I came, and it's like, uh, I can't tell these guys this. And they were able to see something was off and told them. And man, that was, it was pretty incredible. Um, these are a bunch of guys that understand what it's like to lose family and don't have an opportunity to go and even, even speak to all their loved ones, to, to go to their parents' funeral, to go to their spouse's funeral, to go to their children's funeral, because if they could, they couldn't afford to have all that was required to have the correctional officers to come with them. And the compassion that, that, um, that I have received from men that if Christ hadn't saved their souls, there wouldn't have been much compassion. You know, every once in a while, and with my boys in law enforcement, I, I hear someone make a stupid statement when they hear an officer is injured or shot, well, they knew what they were getting into. That's about the stupidest thing you can say. Military member loses their life or limb. Well, they knew what they were getting into. You know what? They, they're doing that for us. And, and that's not to be minimized. And, and there's something about the experience. At Herschel's retirement, I was, um, uh, I was sitting with... Herschel, a couple other SEALs were there, a, a CAG guy was there, uh, the word Delta Force would probably come closer to it, uh, Air Force Pararescue, there's a very fine guy at the table, uh, Air Force Pararescue men was there, Green Beret was there, and, and these are all special ops guys, so they don't talk to me, you know what I mean, I'm not in the, I'm not in the community, and uh, so I foolishly trying to make conversation with this CAG guy, and I said, uh, Man, there's enough of you guys here to wage a small war. There was about seven at the table. And he looked at me and looked around. He said, medium, medium war. Not, not a small war, but a medium war. You know, the military does a pretty good job of trying to pump us up that we are the best service. Um... And if you're especially in a specialized unit, that you are it. But realize for all of us, the foot of the cross is level. The foot of the cross is level. Good news has always had some high-ranking folks that are here. Uh, whether high-ranking enlisted or high-ranking officers. And whether it's an E1 or an O1 foot of the cross is level and our savior has a love for this pharisee and in his love for this pharisee 
he confronts him. And he gives them this incredible illustration. And he continues with the application that is both personal and purposeful. And he said, which of them, verse 42, are going to love him most? And Simon answers that I suppose that he to whom he forgave most, he wouldn't even be honest. You know he who forgave most is going to love him more. Let me tell you, if God forgave you of three murders and you've truly come to a saving knowledge, you're going to love God, are you not? But if you think the worst thing that you've ever done is take a skill craft, you don't realize it's not the worst thing you've ever done, but you still desperately need Christ to save you. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, Seest thou this woman? I entered into thine house, thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she hath washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, hath not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins which are many are forgiven, for she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves her. Realize God never forgives little. Whatever he forgives is big. When Jesus went to the cross to die for our sins, he would be buried, he would rise again the third day. Everything that was necessary for salvation, Jesus did for you and for me. But recognize, I hear so many times about the, the physical sufferings of our Savior, and it was horrible. But what was worse to our Savior, he who knew no sin became sin for us. I don't have a problem getting paint on my hands. I don't like grease, but I don't have any problem getting paint. Realize, our Savior never experienced sin, and he took the sin of the world upon himself. He became sin for me. I owe him a debt of gratitude that I will never, ever, ever repay. Those who have ministered to me in my life, I owe a debt of gratitude I can never repay repay. The kindness that Mrs. Coles at Auntie Jan showed me on that very first Wednesday, and she probably doesn't remember it because there were so many military coming through that church, but she got and greeted me and thanked me for coming there on a Wednesday night. I, I still remember that. I, I looked for her smile, missed my mom. Um, she's not much older than me, but um, and getting younger all the time. Uh, but it was kind of nice. It was like, someone cares for me. For those, for those who have been a debt of gratitude, because it's talking about eternal, not temporal. Right. And, and your pastor will never have me come here again because I just looked down at the, at the clock, and, um, and, and I am over... I'm over my time. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me, please, today? You know, one of the benefits that I have of being here today is I don't know everyone that is here. And I'm thankful to see a lot of new faces. And I see a lot of familiar faces. But a lot of new faces. I don't know whether or not you're here today and you look good. You're here on a Sunday morning. Or if you're, you're listening on live stream, I, I, I don't know what's going on in your heart, but I can tell you this, if you think that you're better than someone else because of your religious activity, 
Let me just remind you, when we've done everything that we're supposed to do, we're still unprofitable servants. There's more that we could do. And God is not judging you based on your activity. You're going to be judged whether or not your name is found in the Lamb's book of life. And either you have come to a place in your life in a moment of time that you recognize that you were a sinner, you saw that you had a problem, it's a sin problem, you can't fix it yourself. Then you understood that there's a penalty based upon that sin problem. That's an eternity in hell. An eternity where there's no letting up, there are no breaks, it's forever. And conscious, eternal torment. You know, I'm really in ministry and have stayed in ministry, not because of heaven, but because of hell. Because to see that someone could be rescued by sharing the word of God and them putting their trust in Christ as Savior and be rescued from an eternity in a place prepared for Satan and his demons. That matters. And if you're saved, you didn't just realize that you got a problem, that there's a penalty, but you recognize that Christ paid the payment completely. Not you and him, but he alone. And you saw that promise that if you call upon him as Savior, and by the way, Romans 10 comes after some 10 chapters. Well, the first three explain to you that you're a sinner. And Romans 4 and verse 5, so... Uh, and chapter 5, so emphasize the payment of Christ. Romans 5, 4, 5 says, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. If you need to put your trust in Christ as Savior, could I plead with you to call upon the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior, whether you're here in person or whether you're at home. Call upon Christ as your Savior, as one who recognizes that Christ died for you in your sinful condition. He wants to transform you. And if you get saved, you will be. Father, would you bless his invitation today? Lord, in my feeble attempt to share these glorious truths of the gospel of Christ, Lord, help us not to leave here deeper set in our self-righteousness. But Lord, help us to be robed with the righteousness of Christ, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Toward the hope of our high calling, toward the promise we've received. Thank you for listening. If you have questions about your relationship with God or you would like to know more about the ministry of Good News Baptist Church, please visit us online at goodnewsbaptist.org or call us at 757-488-3241. We encourage you to share this message with others. We trust your heart was challenged as you listened and God's word has had an impact on your life as together we strive to show forth the path of life. Press on.